to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here. I'm thinking, do I continue saying the date or not? But it's my audio journal, so I will say the date. It's the 16th of November 2020. And uh, Smiling Sonia is really smiling this morning. Oh my gosh, I am feeling so good. I am feeling so happy. And there's sort of... um. A number of things going on. There's a number of things going on. But before I, I, I go into uh, what's going on, well, some of what's going on anyway, uh, I, what I'm going to be talking about today. So, you know, a serious, I guess all my subjects are serious, really. But this, I've titled this one, Managing Your Finances Through an Economic Downturn. Okay. So, I think we know what that means, really. Yeah. And I, I guess I'll, I'll be obviously linking to what's happening now because we're in the middle of a pandemic, COVID-19 or coronavirus. And so that's affected people in so many ways. So I'm going to sort of share my thoughts as I do. And I want to end up with sort of three things, three tips really, for kind of handling this kind of situation. Right, so, <laughs> before I actually uh, get into the topic, as I do, I... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good this morning, and uh, yeah, uh, there's some stuff happening in my moment, unexpected, but in a good way, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say today, that's all I'm going to say today, about that, anyway, so might I share it in the future, I don't know, we shall have to see, we shall have to see, I, it's Monday morning, I I considered this morning uh, whether or not to do a workout or come for a walk, but walk one out and I'll be doing my workout after work today. So that's kind of my cut off from work. I've been feeling pretty good this weekend. I have had to take some painkillers this weekend to stave off a headache and I think that's actually worked. So that's been good. I've I don't know what, why, but I've, I seem to have switched to drinking hot water 
with a lemon, you know, a slice of lemon, and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking quite a lot of sort of le hot lemon water. So that's instead of peppermint tea, and instead of my love, um, black currant ribena. So that's good. That's a good thing. So uh, I wonder whether my body just is, is, is that's what it's, it's aching for at the moment. I had a good batch cooking meal prep session yesterday. Oh my gosh, I, I haven't felt like that in a long time. And well, I prepared a number of dishes that's going to see me through this week. And because I've got a new website, smilingsonia.com, I, uh, I decided I'm going, to, oh, I'm going to do a little series on there about, good morning, a little series this morning, not this morning, <laughs> I get a bit distracted, uh, a, a little series about uh, meal planning, meal prepping and batch cooking because that saves me such a lot of time and it's also a money saver, okay? And especially, you know, with a chronic illness, you don't know when you're going to have your high energy days and you don't know when you're going to have your low energy days. And I think yesterday, oh, yes, okay, yes, this is what I remember. This is what I thought yesterday. <laughs> I, I, maybe I should write a script. Anyway. Uh, I was I I was planning over the weekend to do some painting, and now I finally finally sorted out doing the floor covering in the kitchen. So I've been through different things and trying to get handyman. You know, I had that little bit of a scare when I paid a handyman and he didn't turn up, and I didn't think I'd get my money back, but I did. And then I, last week I had two people, and still, and I think why is this so difficult to just find somebody who's going to lay some flooring for me. And somebody came round, he looked and he said, you know, your best bet really is to just go to the carpet store, buy some vinyl and um, get the carpet fitters. Now, somebody's told me to do this before, but I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know. And I think, I think it was finance related and it just shows that even though I've been working on my relationship with money and being financially stable, etc. I still have a fear of spending more than I need to, or more than I think I need to. So I was thinking that was an expensive option. But because of where I was on Saturday, I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to, you recommended somewhere. So I went, went there on Saturday and it was so easy. It was so, so easy. Um, and actually, it's going to work out, I think, cheaper than if I do what I was going to do before. So they're going to order it today, and hopefully by the end of this week, that'll be sorted. And, and I'll be ready to kind of take pictures. Uh, I'm moving the goalpost. Because I then thought, right, I'm going to get some painting done. And there's an area at the top of the house that is just it's plain plaster. It's not been painted over. And just needs whitewashing, and it's. And I look at it. I, I can do that. There's the. It needs some. You know. There's. It needs some filling, in in the corners. And I thought I can, I can do that. I mean that that is a job that is just so within my capability. 
within my capability. <laughs> and uh, on Saturday, because I kind of was just late at doing stuff, I, I thought, right, I can do this on Sunday yesterday. I can do this on Sunday yesterday. And I got up yesterday with the intention, although I also asked my son, because I, I, I go between one thing and the next, and I asked my son and I said, um, you, you know, could you paint that top area? And he sort of, he said, yes. Yeah. So you could sort of, because I can read those little micro <laughs> expressions. And, you know, he said, yes, he'll do it for me. But, you know, deep down, it's like, mm, do I have to? And, uh, and then I was thinking, well, you know, I could just, I can do it because it's in, within my capability to do this. Uh, yesterday, I woke up with the intention of doing it. And put my washing, so I had some washing to do, so I put my washing on. Once I was preparing my breakfast, I started sort of prepping um, foods for batch cooking, and I just do it very gently. And I started thinking about doing the painting. And it was as if I had this strange feeling, and I just knew that I didn't have the energy to do it. I just would not have the energy to do it. I knew that I was capable, and I, I think I'm capable in terms of it's a job that I know how to do, okay? But in terms of energy, and it, actually my, 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 my brain was tired just thinking about doing it, and it dawned on me, it, it dawned on me in that moment that one of the things that's come with this chronic illness, um, my recurring bowel meningitis, is that I can look at something and know that I can do it. It's a job that I can do, but I actually, my body, I can't do it. And that's when I thought I need to pay somebody to come in and, in and do it. And I was speaking to my daughter. She's well ahead of me. <laughs> she is. And, and, and of course, she's you know protective of, protective of me as well. And she's saying, "Mom, just because then you don't have to then worry and do it. You get somebody who's just do it, just pay somebody to do it." And I have got the money. And I then thought, over the years, I have not spent money on this house. I've not spent money maintaining this house, which is why some of the problems are much worse than they should be. So isn't isn't it time I actually spent? Because I would have spent that money anyway. So I, I made the decision yesterday that I'm going to do that. And then what it just did, something happened in my brain, and then I thought, of course, because I'm I'm not worrying about doing that job or keep putting it off. I've got to find somebody to do it, of course, who's going to respond to me. But there you go. And then it frees me up to do other stuff. Because I was, as I was going through my chores yesterday, I was thinking, what if I was painting? And I don't mind painting. Actually, it's quite an enjoyable task. But if I was painting, which is physically tiring, um, I wouldn't have been able to do my meal prepping and batch cooking. Because as I was putting the washing out, I was thinking, actually, this is my limit. <laughs> this feels like it's my limit. And maybe what's happened is, wherein I used to have energy reserves, so, you know, my fuel, I don't have this, this extra 
reserve of energy that I used to have but actually I think that's gone now and so when I'm feeling well and energized what I don't have is that energy reserve um, that you know when things are sort of depleting I can calm a bomb that kicks in I don't have that energy reserve kicking in and and that it kind of links really to what I'm going to talk about today in a way because as you know I'm the emergency fund queen I like to think so anyway I'm the emergency fund queen and I'm going to start walking because um oh, I might stay here because there's some people around the other side you can hear me I'm the emergency fund queen I said it about three times now I think and uh, an emergency fund is all about having a reserve so let me move into our topic today and that's managing your finances during an economic downturn I, I was go I knew I was going to say during an uh, unexpected crisis but I, I thought that was too yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be specific to the time that we're in at the moment during this COVID-19 crisis and lockdown and as a result we are in an economic downturn we are in a recession definitely here in the UK and I'm going to return to a, a topic from a few days ago because I, I spoke about a report I read called and it's a Runnymede report I think it was published in August 2020 this year and it, it's looking at how black and ethnic minority people have been overexposed um, it's, it's un, overexposed and under something I, I, so I've got to remember I'll put it in the in the notes the, the exact title of the report and it's obviously a study study of the impact of um, COVID-19 on black and ethnic minority communities in the UK and they they looked at five key areas because and what they realized it wasn't just around health because um, more of the black and ethnic minority communities have been becoming severely ill and dying and there are a number of issues um, that's 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 um why this this is, has arisen I was interested in the the heading finances and as I was reading it I was thinking oh my gosh this is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now this is why um, um, I want to help people build an emergency fund <laughs> very niche I know and and it was it was the part where they talked about that as compared to their white counterparts for every one pound that a, a, sort of a white, white person which all averages are we saves um, when you look at the black and ethnic minority groupings they save from between 40 and 10 percent now um, black Caribbean came in at 20 percent of that one pound so for every one pound 
that a white person saves, a black Caribbean person saves 20 pence. It went down to 10 pence for black African and Bangladeshi. Can you believe that? And, and so hold those numbers in your head. And so during this pandemic, where people have been furloughed, okay, so they, they've not lost their jobs, although for some, many, eventually they will. They've been held and the government has been paying the, the, the companies 80, I think there's 80%, well, there's a percentage, so they're still getting some pay, not the full pay, but some pay, so that we can continue living, or people have lost their jobs, okay? And so, for people in that situation, in the, you know, in the immediate, immediately, they've had to rely on savings, if they have savings. So if they have savings, they've had to rely on their savings. And so this is where we talk about um, the differences and why um, black and ethnic minorities are more negatively impacted as compared to their white counterparts. Because if you think that if people are having to turn to their savings, if a white person is has got, has got a pound saved as compared to um, a black Caribbean, say, because that's my background, that's 20 pence. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have to do, do the maths, do I? I don't even have to do the maths. And so I, I, I actually something, I'm, I'm going to throw this in, uh, uh, tangent. <laughs> if a certain person is listening to this, um, they'll understand that I'm talking about tangent. Um, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I, this morning, as I was thinking about this, I thought, oh my gosh. I loved maths when I was at school. I loved maths when I went to, was at school. I'll have to give, tell you my maths story one day. But I love maths, and I'm thinking, wow, look at, look at, I'm 57, and what am I doing? I'm talking about personal finance. I love budgeting. <laughs> I love numbers. Okay, uh, completely different to the, my day job. Completely different to my day job. Anyway, so. And of course, I probably lost my train of thought now. But uh, so I've just given you a backdrop, really. And, and so, if you can imagine, you know, and that's why I thought managing your money during an economic downturn. And I thought about what I talk about and why I talk about what I talk about. <laughs> you know, having a chronic illness. And that fear that uh, if you have a flare-up, you might have to take extended sick leave. And if you get, um, if your organisation pays sick pay, great. And you may get sick pay for any time, you know, a month, a couple of months, six months, a year. Depending on what kind of organisation you work with, it could be a very good sick pay package. You know, so you have a period of time where you continue getting paid full pay and then they'll, they'll drop to half pay until eventually, of course, it goes to nil. And, and you know, that's got to happen. And, and even if you don't, that, yeah, then there's the, because I'm talking about the UK, of course, um, statutory sick pay. 
And from what I can understand, and I'm studying, I'm studying this, I'm reading this. So, and remember, I am not an expert. I'm not an expert in personal finances. I'm just learning stuff and I'm sharing it with you. And, and if you do what I do, which is I always go and check things out. And so, uh, statutory sick pay, as, as far as I understand, you don't get paid for the first four days and then uh, then you get paid for a certain number of weeks. Is it 26 weeks? Something like that. Don't quote me on that. Uh, and it's, it's not a very high sum. It's a very small sum. Okay. So if you have savings, if you have savings, then you will be dipping into those savings to pay your bills and to pay your um, expenses, you know, some of those, some of those expenses that you have. And if you don't have much savings, you're not going to last very long. And so if you can imagine um, communities where they have small amount of savings and they're also working in occupations where they're, they're front facing. OK, so they're the ones, the key workers, they're the ones that are going out and having to make contact with people. And so that's where the overexposed to the virus is. And, and look, if, and if they have underlying problems. OK, so I was talking about sick pay. So you've got chronic illness, so you've got that fear. OK, uh, of, you, yeah, you have that fear of, you know, running out of sick pay. Um, of some people I know have had to uh, cut their hours you know, because of you know, fatigue, etc., certain symptoms. That's definitely something that I have thought seriously about and may still have to think seriously about. Okay? Or they've lost their job. Either they've given up the job because they, they just couldn't cope with it, or their employer has said, well, we can't keep you because you're just not, a, you're not here, or when you're here, you can't do the job to the standard that we require. And so you have that worry. So my, so what, what am I doing? What I did for myself was I had that worrying anxiety. It wasn't helping me after a flare-up. Um, it was getting in the way of me recovering. And so I thought I need to do something about it. And uh, I learned, as I was learning about personal finances, I realized I needed to have an emergency fund. And so what 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 I, I guess the, the light bulb moment I got when I was thinking about this subject was, and it links this is where it links with about my reserve my energy, okay, and I, I saw savings because you know, people know about savings and people know that savings are important. We're just not very good at doing it, <laughs> okay. I mean we may have some savings, and what happens is we, something will happen and we keep dipping into it, don't we? And, and then we, we struggle to get it back up or maybe it never gets back up to where it should be. And so I was thinking about, as you know, me with the chronic illness, every time I have a flare-up, it does. It knocks my, my energy levels and I never go back to what I was. I never go back to what I was. And yes, even though I'm ageing, so there'll be the ageing process going on with, with that. So I'm dealing with that. But this is like on top of. So it's further depleting. And um, so wearing before I would have had this, this extra reserve, I think my emergency fund, my, I used to have an emergency reserve. 
I no longer have that emergency reserve, okay? I've just got what I've got saved in my body, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And so when I think about money, emergency fund is we, we have savings. And, uh, you know, I've always, uh, you know, I always tried to save and I'd have a little bit of, of savings, but something would always happen and I have to dip into it. Now, what I have is I have an emergency fund, which is this separate pocket of money that's cut off from my savings, literally. It's not in the same account, it's somewhere else. It's cut off. And then I've got my savings. But even my savings, I've got these sinking funds, haven't I? So, and then, so I've got my reserve fund, I've got these sinking funds for expected emergencies. They're not expected emergencies, are they? <laughs> expected expenses and now I've got my savings still and when I was looking at this report and reading through it I was thinking this is what this is the message that uh, I need to share with people and you know just as a person with a chronic illness is having to prepare so what I'm doing is I'm preparing financially for um, uh, you know the, uh, in a way it's an expected emergency, isn't it? But they're an unexpected emergencies. It's just more crucial that that's what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm thinking, right, generally, you know, looking at what's happened in, in the black and ethnic minority community, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be teaching people from the get-go, from very young. And I don't think it's too late. It wasn't too, you know, I'm 57. I'm just learning this over the last couple of years. And, and I was feeling, I was in crisis a couple of years ago. So, um, and you know, you can you just start from where you are. We're in the middle of a pandemic and you might be thinking, okay, so I'm in the middle of this crisis. How can I think about saving, um, doing, you know, building an emergency fund now when I actually probably haven't got any money? I guess a few years ago, when I thought I didn't have the money, the first thing I did was to start educating myself and I started listening to podcasts, reading um, blog articles, watching YouTube videos because what happens is as bad as our situation is, we, can't, we can come across somebody who's been a similar or worse and have got out of it and that's all you need. All you need sometimes is to hear somebody's story of how they overcome a crisis and look at the steps that they took. You know, you don't want to be taking advice from people that don't know it, but if somebody's been through it and they're sharing their story and there may be one thing, you might not be able to do everything, but you might be able to do one thing to just get you started. So what I want to do is to really, um, I'm going to start walking back now. It was very windy actually earlier um, what sort of three tips to have you know having kind of just explained why it's important because it is all about being prepared because however bad things are at the moment things will get better you know the country always goes into a downturn and then it, it lifts back up and usually lifts back up higher and 
there will always be people who benefit, okay? doesn't sound good, but there will be people who will be benefiting from this time. And why, why can't you benefit for yourself? You're not going to be stepping on anybody's head or anything like that, but you can benefit for yourself by learning, by just learning from the situation. And so what, what are my thoughughts have been? I said, if I, if, I was to sh- if I was to share three things with you right now, to get you set up, to get your head in the right place, because it starts with mindset, I can tell you what to do, <laughs> okay? And if you're anything like me or anybody else, we often know what to do, but somehow we can't get our heads into gear to do it. So my, my starting point, though, is to just share these ideas with you and to encourage you to, to do your own research and, and looking stuff up. I mean, I'm building my, rebuilding a website now, smilingsonia.com, and so I want to be adding things to that. I've got this podcast. I'm already sharing information on this podcast. Uh, you know, so it's free, easy to access. <laughs> okay. So three things. Uh, the first thing is, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm going to say. Number one is you need to start an emergency fund. Even if you can only put £10 in it. Look, the thing about saving is it's a habit and you first have to just get into the habit. I come out walking, but I, I, I had to get into the habit of walking. And I started with five minutes, coming out for five minutes, okay? Now when I do an hour, that's not enough. <laughs> so start from where you are and just set up an emergency fund, separate account. If you just start, put £10 in there. Let's get started. That's your emergency fund. You are never touching that money. You're not touching that money, okay? So that's number one. You just need to set that up. It's not going to cost you anything to set it up. Just set it up in whatever way. There are apps. You can create an account, whatever. The second thing is you have to look at your spending habits. And you have to stop spending on wants and only on needs, right? And so the needs is, okay, you do need to have food, you do need to pay your bills, okay? But do you need Netflix? Do you need Now TV? Do you need Prime? Okay? And it may be that whilst you're saving up for your emergency fund, you put those on hold for a while. But, you know, if you've got all three, Go down to two. Go down to one. You know, but we're in crisis. This is a crisis. And we have to make sacrifices initially. But things will get better. So think about what you're spending on once. And reduce those as much as you can. Okay? And and just focus on... What is it that, that what is this a need or a want? As, you know, as you're as you're going to hand over your debit card details, is this a want or a need? Okay. 
So all I'm asking you to do at the moment, I'm not getting into, into anything technical. These are just quick mindset things. These are mindset things. And the third one is, <laughs> and I'm not going to get technical with it because there's lots of information out there, but I'm going to tell you, you've got to create a budget. You've got to create a budget. So you've just got to learn. I, I, I share some information about budgeting. Uh, there's lots of people talking about budgeting. So go find some information about how to create a budget and how to stick to it. Uh, I'll be putting out some stuff, so look for my stuff as well, okay? But, yeah, so three, and then more mindset. So budgeting is actually more of a mindset because once you learn, once you learn how to budget kind of on paper, it becomes a way of living. I automatically live within my budget. When I go out, I don't have to, I don't even think about being on a budget because my habits are such I'm so used to uh, because I, I I focus on spending on needs rather than wants you know I I don't have to think you know I don't worry about overspending and if I do spend on a want doesn't mean you can't spend on wants when I spend on a want it is really something that I know that I, I'm going to value and, and um, you know, and that's something I feel I deserve. And it's not just something I'm doing all the time. So it means something. Okay. Ooh, getting into one there. I am getting into one. I was singing this morning, actually. <laughs> okay, so one, two, three. One, an emergency fund, because an emergency fund is like having a separate reserve and I talk about my energy, and I don't think I've got an energy to reserve so much now, but at least in my finances, I do. I have this emergency fund reserve. <laughs> so emergency fund, get started with, you know, wherever you are. Two, stop spending on wants, focus on your needs. And number three, budgeting. Okay, fantastic. So I'm at that place where I'm going to have to switch off because the traffic is going to be roaring in the background. You know, I love speaking with you. I love, I love coming out on this walk and chatting with you. I did a good walk before I stopped and actually talked today. So that was a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that because I got a bit of pace up. So that's good. And uh, so one thing I haven't been doing, yeah, so I must encourage you to subscribe to my podcast wherever you find it so that you continue getting episodes in and you know do the like leave a comment because I think what I understand with how these things work is the more people that engage with you the more likely these platforms are to to let people know that this thing is here and um I'm a bit shy at times, so although although it's out there in the public, I'm still kind of hiding. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling more confident about um, people hearing what I'm sharing. Okay, you have a great day. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, 
be sure to visit my website smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund.